Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance, and horror and culture. Sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack, and I'm your host slash avatar for all the amazing conversations we've been having here on the show. On today's episode, we're chatting with Brad Eastman, aka Beastman, a city-turned-Bali-based artist who specializes in incredibly detailed, almost computer-graphic-level large-scale murals. In this chat, I spoke with Brad about his work in rural communities, particularly with school children, his work as part of Platypus's Discover Series competition, and the state of fine art as a whole. So, without further ado, Brad, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I guess to kick things off, I thought it'd be a pretty good idea to get an idea of why you love art so much. How did you get into it? Um, oh man, I don't know. I just slowly learned to love art. I mean, when I was a kid, I always just was into drawing, I guess, and I think my parents encouraged it, and and then um, I just kept doing it, and I just I never stopped, you know. So when I was when I was a teenager, I was sort of at high school. I was just always into drawing, so I'd be scribbling, and I always just knew that I was a good drawer, and I guess that's just because you know, a small handful of people in my life told me I was when I was really young. Yep. So you, when you have that instilled in your brain, when you're young, you just kind of keep doing it, mm. you know. So I just kept doing it. And then um, I didn't really do good at art at high school or anything like that. I just, it was always a hobby for me, like just something I did for fun. And then <clears throat> as I got older, I got into, I guess, skateboarding and uh, was super into skating. And then that kind of just took me down this, kind of i guess like a solo trail of creativity mm -hmm. you know which is why skateboarding is so awesome and then so i just sort of through my obsession with all that i got exposed to like every aspect of skate culture so like just i just love the magazines and all the branding and all of the photography and the videos and the board graphics and that was my window to sort of I guess art and what it could be and in, in relation to what I was interested in. Mm -hmm. So I just sort of kept doing that and sort of went down that road and yeah, just never stopped. So I just, I mean, it sort of, there was a pit, there was a moment, I guess when it turned from being like just something I did for fun into something that was, you know, much more than that. But um, it was a long process, but it did eventually turn, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was actually my next question, man. What was what was that moment where you realized that it was something that you wanted to do professionally um, or something that you knew you could? Never really a, a specific moment. Um, I, I, I studied graphic design when I finished high school. Um, and then I was sort of working in a bunch of different jobs. And I was actually more into photography. And I, I taught myself how to shoot photos. And I was shooting lots of skateboarding photography. And then... Um, I was kind of right into that and then I, I was working I worked a bunch of random jobs I was like a web designer and and then um, I worked at a camera shop for a while just so I could sort of try and push the photography stuff um, and then I eventually got a job uh, doing graphic design work for a property company which is sort of kind of boring work but I, I enjoyed that style of graphic design work like layout and stuff I mm. just I don't know why I like it so I did that for a few years and then I was slowly able to keep that same client and switch it all to freelance and um, and then just, you know, increase the pro productivity of my paintings and stuff, which I was messing around with a lot at the time. Mm -hmm. And then there was never really a pivotal moment, but I, um, 
you know, I guess I just surrounded myself with like-minded people and there was a bunch of other friends I had through skateboarding and who were also painters and I sort of started picking their brain a bit more and then I just sort of slotted myself into the Sydney kind of, you know, art community and then kind of just got involved and kept kept doing it. Cool. Yeah. Painting is like definitely possibly the world's oldest art form. I mean, why do you think that or how was it daunting for you to sort of try and figure out your own style when so many styles have already been developed? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a problem an artist would face more like today. Like um I think I gr- I was lucky to grow up um you know, I'm obviously, I'm like almost 40 now. So this sort of the time when I was sort of pushing this was, I guess, in early 2000s where, um, you know, it was still early internet and it was, um, you know, and I was able to grow up as a teenager in a world where there wasn't this direct connection to anything that you want to see, you know? So it was your, I guess your, your influences were more, were more directly channeled from your interests so um you saw less you know so you were able to be a bit more creative and not worry about what was going on out there and trying to make sure i mean you you wanted to make sure you're making something unique but because everything wasn't as connected as it is now and so instant with social media and everything you were able to think you were doing something unique when maybe someone in in Europe or something was making similar artwork to you, but you just didn't know yeah, about it. Yeah, you had it, no idea. You know, so it didn't affect you and you just keep going for what you're doing. Mm. So I think I was lucky enough to grow up in that, like probably the last edge of that period of time where yeah. you kind of were able to sort of experience that. Um, I don't, I, I, yeah, it'd be hard to become an artist these days. There's so much artwork out there There's and heaps. you can see all of it on your phone in an instant. You know? Yeah. So I try not to be influenced too much by other artwork and other artists um would you say that that's a positive or a negative thing it's a positive i think um i think it's a skill to have is to um not be influenced by other people (laughs) it's like which is hard nowadays um, yeah it's super hard but um yeah you just you got to try and just yeah channel what feels right and 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 push it forward and Mm not question what anyone thinks of it and um yeah i'm sure someone out there will like it you know you just gotta find (laughs) yeah i saw that you um you've been based in bali for a long time now why the move um we've been over there like about four years now and then we originally moved there just to get out of sydney and we had friends living there and we um had an opportunity to like house sit um a friend's house there for six months and then we just never left. <laughs> never left the house or never left Bali? No, I just never left Bali. And <laughs> we, you know, we went there for six months. That's what we committed to in the first place and we just loved it and just stayed. So most of my projects, um, luckily, are still mostly in Australia. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to get from Bali to any capital city in Australia. Like, yep. There's a lot of flights going all the time and it's no different than if you're you know, living in Perth or something and doing projects on the east coast of Australia and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. the same, like Bali's not far. So, yeah, and it just works and we have two little boys. So, um, yeah, like it was just, we were just drowning in Sydney and just didn't like it. Mm. And then, um, 
yeah, it was good to get out and yeah, it was probably never come back to Sydney. <laughs> has that, um, has there been any impact on your career aside from the travel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had every now and then I have some people just aren't as open-minded to, you know, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but like I've had a few jobs kind of fall through just because people think I'm, I still live in Sydney and I'll have some job and I'll be like, yeah, I can do it, you know, yep. and then I'll quote it, whatever, and then they find out I'm not actually in Sydney and I'm somewhere else and they kind of freak out about it. And I'm like, it's no big deal. I just get on a plane. Yeah, and but I they just come and do think the job. it's less reliable or something. I don't know. Yeah, people are just, some people, only a small amount of people, <laughs> but some people are weirded out by it. But otherwise, it's, it's worked really well and it's more management on my part and um, me and my wife kind of work together and, you know, you just have to, yeah, manage the calendar. Your life starts to revolve around the calendar more. Yeah, you know, especially when you need to travel. Yeah, because you need to book travel and mm. and things like that. But but really, like, I mean, I grew up in Sydney and even if we were still living in Sydney, I would still be traveling the same amount. So, because I, I have lots of projects in, in yeah, West Australia and um, over the last year, I've been to Melbourne, like, I'd say like seven times or something, you know, just right. for some reason, there's lots of projects in Melbourne mm. the last year, but then the year before that, yeah, it was lots of projects in WA and there was a period of time I didn't even come to Sydney for well, almost a year. It was just, I didn't have any projects here and it's just always changing and it's always different and, um, but yeah, it hasn't, hasn't really affected my career too much, maybe a little bit. Um, I'd, if I was still in Sydney, I feel like I probably would have got a bit more work, probably made a bit more money and that kind of thing, but I'd probably be spending a lot more money too. So, yeah, because you're living um, in Sydney. Yeah, so yeah. it all kind of balances out and um, and we kind of love our lifestyle in Bali still. So, um, yeah, it works well. Sounds like the positives far outweigh the negatives. Yeah, yeah, they still do and we'll probably just stay over there until then. I mean, we don't, you know, we're not committed to any sort of, you know, property investment or, you know, we, we don't have any sort of debt or anything like that. So, um, so it means we can be kind of flexible and stay over there if we want to. So cool. We'll see how we go. We'll be back to our chat with Beastman in just one second. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. It goes without saying that everyone is always trying so hard to feel fresh. Whether that's thinking a new way, doing something differently or acting like someone they're not. But what if all it took was blazing your own trail? This is Sneak Up, a platypus shoes podcast dedicated to all kinds of people thinking like that. I've seen that you're doing a lot of mural work in regional areas at the moment. Why do you think that you're getting work in those sorts of places? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I really enjoy it though. Um, I think once, I mean, I've painted a lot of murals like over the last sort of 10 years. Um, so in terms of, in terms of like just getting work and projects and, and jobs, like um, the more, obviously the more you, the more you do, the more people see it, and then the more work you get mm. from it. So, but um, I don't know why the regional stuff has come up. I also do lots of work with schools, mm. and yeah, I I've paint. Seen that too. I paint schools, and I think it just stems back to I'd done some in the past, and then it just keeps coming. And I don't, I don't know. Like I honestly thought a lot of this mural art kind of movement and 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 the work essentially would would have dried up years ago yeah and it's still really going strong and i mean there's a lot more artists doing it um but there just seems to be a lot of work out there for everybody and 
Um, but yeah, the regional stuff's great because you can kind of go into these smaller towns and paint a mural and people just trip out because there's very little of it in that town. Mm. So you can really make a, a good impact on a smaller community. Um, so if, if you were to paint something in Surrey Hills, people probably wouldn't even look, look at you walking past you mm. you know it's just something they've seen before yeah yeah it's like it's not so regular new to them it's mm. just someone painting a mural but yeah in the in the middle of country queensland it's yeah it's not not the same situation so um, i really enjoy that and i love working with um high school students as well and i've been lucky to do a few um cool projects with schools where i've installed like a huge huge murals inside the school while school's on and the kids just trip out and you know they can see the process of it and mm-hmm. they, don't, they can see that it it's not an instant thing and yep. i'll be there for eight days straight painting some mural in their school quadrangle mm-hmm. and then they can they can see it evolve and and i talk to them obviously while i'm there and they come up and ask me weird questions and it's just great you can have a real impact even if it's on just a handful of students at the entire school who are actually interested yeah you can talk to them and you can essentially like, you know, completely impact the journey of their life just by chatting to them for 20 minutes yeah. or something. So like, I really enjoy that part of it. Mm. And, um, and that's why I agreed to do this, um, platypus project as well, because it's like you, just the impact you can have when you do one-on-one stuff with, with younger students. It's like, it's really rewarding for me as much as it is for them. Yeah. Cause I never had anybody in my life, when I was a teenager or when I was young, um, you know, do the same thing for me. I felt mm. pretty lost when I was at high school. Like I never would have thought I'd be doing this stuff when I was in high school. And obviously I, I eventually got to the point, like reached to the point where I am now, but I didn't even start showing people my artwork till I was in my mid twenties. Whereas if you can, if you can have an impact on some 15, 16 year old kid, you know, they can get an you know ten year head start on what I really had, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's cool. That's a special feeling to feel like you can pay something forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really like it, and I'm not necessarily a good teacher. I'm not that great <laughs> with kids, but I think I can reach them more so because of that. Because I can talk to them and relate to them more like a kid. Like, because essentially, I'm still like I mean, I'm nearly forty, but I still skate and surf, and I have a young mentality to me i think yep and i can just talk to them like normal and I, I, and I say as soon as i start talking to kids i'm like i'm not a teacher yeah i'm just a normal person and i'm actually quite <laughs> nervous talking to you as well kind yep. of thing so it's like but if they ask the right questions they can get really good answers out of me yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. the idea of someone being great with kids is a funny one because i'm sure yeah. that kids don't like someone who's quote great with kids they're <laughs> totally, just like a normal yeah. person yeah 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 oh that's funny <laughs> Now, I want to move on to the Discover series. So, in your own words, could you give us a bit of a rundown on what it is? Um, I got excited because it really does relate to all this um, stuff I've been doing with schools over the last couple of years. Um, And I just think it would be a really cool prize for for the winner, like, to get that kind of one-on-one mentorship opportunity. And, Mm. yeah, um, I'll be super stoked to give the opportunity, you know. Like I said earlier, it's like I love having an impact on 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 someone's life especially like an emerging artist or something where you can you know i, I don't care they can just I don't, i'll just tell them everything i know and if it gives them a head is up that's awesome so um yeah it's a cool project i mean 
I don't know how many people enter this thing, so I didn't really look at the previous one mm. or anything. So I guess it's just you know on Instagram really where you just upload a video and you hashtag the hashtag, and then mm-hmm. um, so I don't know how many entries there'll be. I mean, hopefully a lot. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I think you're a pretty good pull. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I look forward <laughs> to seeing all the entries and. So yeah, the the winner of the art category is gonna fly to Bali and um, yeah, hang out with me for a, a couple of days and we can yeah do some painting and whatever. Just yeah, just <laughs> hang fun. out. Yeah, yeah, hang cool. out and do some cool stuff. Yeah. And, um, I was gonna say, what can people expect to experience if they're lucky enough to win some time with you? I don't really know. Like, I think <laughs> it's up to them what they want to get out of it. You know. So yeah, um, yeah I'm pretty open to whatever they kind of want to do and what they want to get out of it. So if they just want to paint and learn some techniques and skills with painting, I'll happily do that. If they want to go for a surf, I'll take them for a surf. So I don't really know what they want to do. So cool. we'll find out which nice. who the winner is and what kind of, what, yeah, what kind of person they are and what they're up for. This is shout outs on sneak up a time to get our fingers on the pops. Brad, welcome to shoutouts. <laughs> um, who are you really loving at the moment? Uh, there's so many artists making really cool work. Um, I painted this. I did a job in Townsville last year or the year before, and I did it with this young artist uh, from Brisbane. His name's Leans, and we painted this big stack of shipping containers together, and. Um, that was kind of the first time I'd met him and, and his work and obviously I follow his work a lot and now and yeah, I think he's really amazing artist and happy to give him a shout out. <laughs> cool. It's <laughs> a great soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> Hectic. What advice do you have to young people trying to pursue their passions? Uh, I don't know. I think like we were talking about before, like just try not to be influenced because... Yeah, just try and follow your own personal kind of journey and, you know, it took take, took me a real long time of making weird art to, like, get to a point where I personally liked what I, was, what I was making and then in turn I wanted to show other people. So, and that wasn't, yeah, till I was sort of, yeah, in mid-20s or, you know, something like that. So, um, yeah, but I guess it's important to share the work because... Maybe I would have got into it sooner than I did if I did show people what I was doing because I definitely kept it as a, you know, as a hobby and I didn't show anybody. It's just like a bunch of sketchbooks in my room and it was a very personal thing hmm. to make make art and draw and write stuff and make weird books and, you know, it was a personal thing. <clears throat> and it wasn't until I started sharing it that... Um, that I had such good feedback on it and it made me want to, you know, take it a little bit more seriously, I guess. Yep. But, um, I, I guess that's, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know what my advice would be, but, um, I think that that'd be part of it. Try not to be influenced and yeah, it's a personal journey for sure. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. What do you see in the future of fine art? Uh, I don't know. You can kind of slowly start to see the breakdown of the traditional gallery model in terms of, you know, sell, buying and selling art. And then, um, but yeah, I guess that's the way it's going. Um, I mean, uh, one of my friends is an artist named Roan and he's in Melbourne 
and he's been doing these really cool I guess they're exhibitions of his work where he um, sort of rents a space um, like a building or something his most recent one was this old mansion out in like um, it's like an hour out of Melbourne I think it was and he used that as his gallery and transformed the entire space and installed work in there and modified the building and and then obviously had prints and he had work for sale there also but like just that concept of it's a very DIY and that kind of I think that's I mean it's a direction it could go but um, I, I don't know I mean I just really liked what he was doing and it was just very disregarding to the traditional gallery format mm. galleries you know tend to I mean, galleries are cool too, though. There's a place for them. And I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. But um, I think, I mean, you can definitely sort of tell what kind of art this sort of younger generation likes. Mm. You know? And I like to think I'm part of it. Yeah. Of like the artwork they like. and um, But yeah, hopefully people still spend money on art. I think it's important. And hopefully people still want to, you know, put up a picture in their house and buy a piece of art that's that's handmade and hand touched by their favorite artist whoever it is you know um that's what's gonna keep it all alive and you know art's important for you know the future of humanity really like it's, 100%. it's one of the like you know greatest human achievements really is this sort of just this display of insane creativity kind of thing so it'll never die. It's just it just it'll change how how people consume it will probably change, and that's what's changing. And mm. yeah, but um, time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 just super grateful for all the opportunities I get and um, all the projects I get to be part of, and I definitely don't take it for granted. And you know, I work really hard, but yeah, I've been I've been super lucky to get. I mean, maybe not lucky is probably not the right word, but just because um, I've worked so hard, I don't think it's luck. I think it's definitely hard work that pays off. But um, but yeah, I'm definitely grateful for all the people who have supported me in my work and and given me projects and opportunities. So hopefully it continues. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good note to end on. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Brad. Yeah, I really no appreciate worries. it. No problem. So there you have it. Another episode of Sneak Up. If you particularly enjoyed this episode, I have some fun news to share. The Beastman is the art category ambassador of this year's Discover Series competition, which is hosted by Platypus. If you're lucky enough to win, you'll be flown to Bali to hang with him and to work on your craft. If that's something that interests you, you can check full details of it via the link in the bio of this episode. If you want to stay up to date on what Beastman is up to, and there's certainly plenty of it, you can check him out over on Instagram, at Brad Eastman. And while you're there, why not chuck a follow to Platypus, at Platypus underscore sneakers and pedestrian TV at Pedestrian TV. I'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, keep it sneaky.